I'm Anna Webb. This is A Dog's Life. a little bit camera shy well we're about to jump on zoom and talk to johnny clues who's the editor of an amazing collection of dog photographs called magnum dogs it's interesting because dogs can't speak yet these photos certainly speak more than a thousand words hi johnny hello you're an editor at uh, thames and hudson right yes that's right So how amazing was it for you as a dog lover to be in charge of an amazing new photographic collection called Magnum Dogs? Yeah, it it was amazing. It's it's kind of a dream project. Um, But it's funny, it wasn't something that I planned to do necessarily. It's um, something that I kind of spotted and well, I spotted was missing um and i thought should be uh, available should be in the market and um so yeah i i approached andrew sanagar who is the um commissioning editor of photography at thames and hudson and and luckily he he believed in the idea and and let me run with it gosh amazing and then you, you obviously had to approach magnum because they're a, a massive photographic agency aren't they yeah, so there, there are lots of layers, really. So I, I approached Thames and Hudson and then together we uh, went to Magnum. We went to their offices and had a had a meeting to try and um, propose the, the project. But then once that was all agreed, Magnum had to then contact each photographer and each the, the estates of the photographers as well um, to check that they were all on board, that they were they were happy with the project and could get behind it as well. So yeah, there were, there were lots lots of layers and uh, hurdles to to um, pass. Are all the photographers still alive, for example? Because I'm I, I've just got this book literally three minutes before this <laughs> we started chatting, right? So I'm just like leafing through, and I've just seen an image that I adore. So can we just talk about this this one that I'm looking at, which is Marilyn Monroe? She's obviously in the back of a cab or a car. I don't know who the man is driving the car, but the dog on the passenger seat looks to me like a either a German shorthaired pointer. I think it is a German shorthaired pointer, actually. Do you know the shot I mean? I do. Yes. So this is in the in the behind the scenes chapter. There are mm. a couple of images of Marilyn actually and there are loads that um that didn't quite make the cut that I would have loved to to include um but yeah so this shot that you're talking about um I can't actually remember which film it is now but it's on set um and yeah so she's on the back seat I like this photo because um throughout the book dogs are kind of at the the forefront obviously um in this chapter specifically um, the interesting thing is that the celebrity uh, who is usually at the forefront has to take a backseat. Obviously, in this photo, that's literal. 
It is literal. And and I've noticed in the book, you scatter some very poignant quotes through. I've seen one from Dolly Parton already, which <laughs> yes. will, yes, we'll go back to. But the, by, by the side of this particular image, Marilyn is quoted as saying, gosh, dogs never bite me, just humans. There you no, go. It's a good one, isn't it? Really. And Marilyn, of course, had um, math, you know, the um, famous little Maltese. Yes. Um, yes. Is math in here, by the way? No, no, he's not. There's, there wasn't a photo I would have loved to include him, but no. Oh, not to worry. But it must have been awfully hard because I don't know how many photos Magnum had in their um, library of dog photos, Johnny, but I'm sure it was a lot. <laughs> It was a lot. So yeah, um, once once the project had kind of got off the ground a bit, and I could go into a deeper a deeper dive into the um, the archives that Magnum have. Um, I remember the first thing that I did, <laughs> so basic, but I I just typed dog into the search engine of their archives, um, and there were over nine thousand results. So yeah, <laughs> there were there were a lot. Um, How many have made the final cut in this book? We have 180 photos. Gosh, is that all really out of 9,000? I know, I know. It's so obviously those out those 9,000 were um, photos that that just came up related to dogs. So there might just be a dog in the background, for example. Um, and that's not really what we're going for with this book. It's it's not just um, photos that happen to have a dog in it. They're photos that dogs are at the forefront, as I said, or dogs are the punchline of the photo um, or that they have a crucial role in the image. Um, but even still 180 was, it was definitely very difficult to, to narrow things down. Yeah, definitely. And um, your editor, Thameson Hudson, you know, is he a, a dog lover? No, he's not. He is a cat man himself. Is he? Right. Yeah. Okay. So I see that it that could be another project. Yes. <laughs> Although that's the wonderful thing though, isn't it, about dogs compared to say cats. Dogs do represent man's best friend. And this is what I think you've captured here. Indistinct chapters though, which I, I find interesting. So how have you grouped these images to tell your story, Johnny? So it just happened naturally, really. Um, I, I didn't have um, a plan to put them into chapters initially, um, but there were some photos that just had to be put together. Um, for example, there's um, Best in Show is one chapter. Yeah. And they're, they're all photos from dog shows. There were loads of photos from dog shows from a range of photographers. They, they seem to be drawn um, to that arena for a number of reasons. Um, which we can we can get onto if you like, um, but I had to kind of group those ones together, and I I wanted to keep those separate. So that's kind of where the idea for chapters um, came into it. Again, we have the celebrity portraits, which is another chapter behind the scenes, and then there's at the beach, which is self-explanatory. But yeah, so these these uh, themes kind of came naturally, and it wasn't a case of shoehorning them into chapters; they just sprung up. 
yeah they sprung up but you know you you obviously have a magic eye really for capturing the moment I would say you know I'm um I'm like I'm a kid in a sweet shop at the moment so I must focus but <laughs> some of them are verging on really being quite arty in inverted commas you know mm-hmm. Johnny like in the section you know um on the beach you've got a dog underwater but you know it's just his feet <laughs> and so obviously his head's not in the water and poking up so you know whoever took that was underwater water and that's quite a remarkable shot in a way as it's a bit abstract and and really entwined with nature yeah it's beautiful and you get all the reflections from the surface as well so this is this is one by Trent Park yeah it's a lovely photo and that's quite a modern shot what is the oldest shot in the book so the oldest photo is the one that we have on the cover which is um by the German photographer Herbert List um, it's from 1936. So I think that that is the oldest one that we have in the book. Um, but they go all the way up to to present day. We have a few uh, photos from 2020. Yes, one being in um, It's a Dog's Life section, which I guess, you know, you've, you've picked up on the irony of that expression because, you know, my podcast is called A Dog's Life. I, I just left the it's off. But, you know, it's ironic because, you know, people think that, oh, you, you know, you can't call, they were saying you can't call your podcast A Dog's Life. It's, it's derogatory. It's, you know, it's a shame. It's tainted with such, you know, bad connotations, Anna. And I'm going, no, hang on a minute. You've missed the point. It's ironic. A dog's life is a good life. It was that what you're trying to get across? It looks so from the images. Yeah, completely. So this this chapter is just dogs living their best life. They're uh, having a great time. Usually the kind of uh, theme is dogs in a domestic setting, really. So we, so you can see dogs at home. Um, there's a, a photo of a dog at a wedding um, and yeah, just kind of chilling and and being being a dog. Yeah, and a lot of them are very sunny in that section, actually. There's um, a beautiful shot taken in Paris. It's a modern one, 2020, of a very glamorous model in a caftan with her dog just enjoying opening the windows and letting the sunshine pour in. Yes, yeah, that's another kind of aspirational photo there. <laughs> mm, mm. But it's, you know, it's simple. It, what I love about these shots in the main as well, and I guess this is what dogs bring to photographs, is that they're not staged. You know, they're not cheesy like that school photograph that we've all got hidden in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> Completely. And that is, that's kind of, um, you could probably say, the essence of the book. I think I really didn't want to um, have staged photos and... Magnum are that's kind of what they stand for really they when they were founded they um in a way were kind of an antidote to the the glossy magazines um and the the agency the foundation was set up um so photographers themselves had uh, a bit more agency they had control of of um they had ownership of the photos and control of the kinds of photos that they could take so um yeah, you, you definitely get more kind of real real photos. You um, you don't have those stage things. Um, one of the so one of the chapters we have streetwise is um, is all street photography, and that's something that um, is definitely the opposite, the very opposite of a staged photo. Street photography is all about um, coincidences and 
things that you that you would actually see and you could see. So yeah, you can tell when a shot is set up. It is all about being real, but interestingly, the the street photos are very um, current, really, because you you may well have seen this movie. If you haven't, I really recommend it. It's called Stray, and it's all about stray dogs living in Istanbul. And I chatted to the director a couple of podcasts ago now, and it really is getting a brilliant awards and and all the rest of it because it is looking at the difference really between dogs living feral, if you like, and the difference between dogs that aren't, uh, and the range of fashion accessories which you touch on in the book that some dogs have and and those that don't living in Mexico and Colombia you've got loads of shots of just dogs being dogs at one with nature yeah and that's the thing they're they're everywhere um dogs are as you say they they're in a Parisian apartment um but they're also kind of on the laps of of homeless people on the streets and um they're, they're kind of the great equalizers, something that I, I mentioned in the introduction. Um, a bit like the Magnum photographers themselves, they are completely global. There's, there's nowhere that, um, that they don't show up. So yeah, I think that's why it works. That's why, why they're a natural pairing for each other, these photographers and, and dogs themselves. Do you think some of these photographers that are in the book, they are legends in themselves. It's interesting that they gravitated to dogs to be almost their muse, because I'm so, some of them surely have had their most famous photographs, like the one on the front cover with the glorious Dalmatian. Is that one of his most famous photos? Um, I mean, I think so. It's difficult to tell. I've been so mm. close to these photos for so long. They're, sure. they're definitely the most well-known to me. But yeah, the dogs are, are muses to these photographers. Um, something that I found quite funny is that a lot of photographers didn't quite realise themselves, I think, how um, integral dogs were to their work. So then when, when this project came about and we started speaking to the photographers, the really nice thing was that a lot of them were, were so enthusiastic and that they were going through their own um, archives and making other suggestions and alternative images um, and getting, getting really excited about it. Oh, that's that's great to hear. I mean, one photographer that seems to have spanned several decades is um, the snapper of one of my favourites in the book, actually. Um, his name is Elliot Erwitt. Yes, he yes. is. He is... Um, a photographer who is probably best known for his for his dog photos and they are amazing he's obsessed with the the absurd and and the kind of ridiculous um nature of dogs um, yes and yeah he captures them really well yeah, because I love the one he took in 1959. As I lived in Paris for a couple of years, in, um, or a long time ago now, but, you know, I love Paris, and Paris is so dog-friendly. When London wasn't so dog-friendly, of course, Paris kind of led the way, you know? And there's this picture of a Jack Russell by his master. They're just on the pavement, but somehow this Jack Russell is either just jumping for joy or levitating, one or the other. <laughs> and it's just totally bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I he, love that. Elliot, one of the things he does, uh, I think, or at least my reading of it, is he takes photos of, of these situations that you're just left with the question of what is going on? How, how did this come about? Um, and yeah, there's, there's a, stories behind each of his photos. 
Yeah, another one I've just seen, actually, which again highlights this entwined nature of dogs as man's best friend. But there's a girl and her Yorkshire Terrier, you know, the one I mean, where I've just had to take a double take because I thought, (laughs) my gosh, that Yorkshire Terrier's got a very big head of hair, but it's not. (laughs) So the Yorkshire Terrier's face looks like it's popping out. Well, it is popping out of her head, but it's just the way the photo's been taken, isn't it? Yeah, we actually, so this photo is on the back cover of the, the US edition. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a great one. It is a good, that's an amazing shot. Obviously, you know, I love this, you know, because it highlights particularly to new dog owners, I think, how great the impact of dogs has been, you know, over decades. And without these photographers, gosh, we wouldn't have any of this, would we? I know, I know. It, it shows... Um, yeah, as you say, kind of how long they've been such a big part of our lives. And it's funny, you can you can see a photo from, I don't know, the 50s um, side by side in this book with a photo from last year. And it's not so obvious which one's which. No, it isn't. No, that's a really good point. No, they are all essentially, yes, the same. I mean, I love the picture of the Vimarana in, um, you know, at the beach, peeing up. Um, what do you call those things on the beach? That, <laughs> the windbreaker. The windbreaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, know. so this is, this one is um, Chris Steele Perkins, um, the British photographer. It's It's kind of a quintessential shot of, um, the British seaside, isn't it? And you you have a donkey and you have the windbreaker. Um, but then, yeah, as I said earlier, you get the punchline, which is the dog um, taking a wee. <laughs> yeah, and you've got a lot of celebrities in here. You've got a, a lovely shot of Jane Fonda as a very young girl. Yeah, with a very, very cute puppy. Mm, mm, mm. Is Debbie Harry in here, Johnny? She's not. She's not. Oh. I, I wish she was. Yeah, because she's a massive dog lover, you know. Yeah. I know I've got so many pages to look at. But then you've got a really abstract shot to, as the kind of cover of the section Best in Dog Show. Best yes. Dog In Show, actually, you called it. Yeah. What's that all about, those light bulbs? Yeah, so that's kind of kind of an abstract one to end, to end that section. Right, um, right. But yeah, yeah. And even in itself, so there's not a, a dog. This is one of the few... Uh, photos that there's not a real dog in it Um, but yeah you have the kind of stage setting for this for this arena the dog shows yes 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 but you've got to be really proud of this collection because you're you're a massive dog lover yourself aren't you Johnny I am I really am I think that's kind of how it came about I um I don't have a dog myself not at the moment um well not really my my parents do but um since I moved out I, I haven't had my own um but yeah, I think when I, when I go on, on the lockdown walks, I kind of have my radar um, always on the lookout for dogs. Um, and I think I was the same when, um, when kind of looking through old photography books. I remember looking through a, a photography book of Steve McCurry um, just after going to the Martin Parr uh, big retrospective at the National Portrait Gallery a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, and in both, I, um, every time there was a dog, I, I kind of had a spark and um, and would notice it. Um, so then I think that's kind of, that was the, the initial spark of, of the book. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. And how did Magnum feel about it? They must be also really chuffed. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. I'm, 
I'm a, a huge fan of Magnum and, and, and of a lot of the individual photographers. So, yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll be proud of their own work as well. So what type of dog do your parents have and what um, breed, you know, when the day comes, Johnny, that you can have a dog again in your life? You, you know, what would what's your sort of favourite? Uh, so I, I grew up with uh, a Labrador so I have a soft spot for those. Um, my, my parents' dog at the moment is Lola. She's a 10-year-old um, working Cocker Spaniel. She's kind of a, a biscuit color. She was the runt of the litter and, and still looks like a puppy, even though she's 10, still acts like one too. Yeah, um, brilliant. So yeah, I do have a, a soft spot for both those breeds, but I don't know, it changes weekly. I think at the moment I am obsessed with uh, Whippets and Italian Greyhounds. But then also yes. I'd, I'd love a, a Border Terrier. I feel like they'd be, they'd be a good size. Yeah, they are. They are Border Terriers, a great size. You know, I'm a massive fan of Terriers, I must say myself, you know. But just to touch on something else that comes out in the book, I can't remember what section you call it, but you've got a picture of, I think it's a Sharpay, pretending to smoke a cigar at the New York Easter parade. Do you know the shot I mean? I do, yes. I should say it, it's not a real cigar. It's a, no, I'm not. a, a blow up. <laughs> right, okay. But what do you think of dressing dogs up yourself and, and, and that section where, you know, it really captures the moment in modern times because the older photographs dogs aren't dressed up and they're not smoking a blow-up cigar these are the yeah. moderner shots well actually this one is from the 80s i believe i think it's oh, it? um well yeah late 80s 1989 still fairly um, modern <laughs> yeah yeah um i don't know i i used to be not so keen on dressing dogs up um but it definitely seems to be uh popular at the moment doesn't it it does. I haven't really got a problem with it either, to be fair, so long as the dog it doesn't mind, you know. Yeah, exactly. And you must never laugh at your dog when you've no. dressed um, them up as a, a ladybird or a Easter bunny or whatever it might be. Certainly some clothes are, are super practical, you know, if you've been yeah, at exactly. the beach and your dog's covered in seawater and sand, you know, when you put it in the back of your car, you, you know, can really do with a practical fleece outfit, you know, to soak up the water and, you know, stop sand getting everywhere but yeah yeah it's it's changing isn't it and I think as we move now through lockdown and, and the pandemic and the future of the world I guess our relationships with dogs are going to adapt and change even more what do you think yeah completely I think um I mean this this book it feels timely but um but it's been kind of going on for way way before the pandemic and I, I was definitely uh, I was lucky because I remember um doing doing the picture edit over over lockdown which I did say it was very hard but it was really really enjoyable I absolutely loved it um so it was kind of cathartic and a, a nice escape but yeah I think now that now that more people have dogs obviously um people are realizing how comforting they are and I think at this time in particular um they they can offer kind of companionship and um and a distraction as well um when when it's uh, such a crazy time in the world oh without a doubt and you know i always say actually you can feel very lonely in a room full of people but you're never alone with a dog by your side exactly yeah <laughs> i completely agree yes yes and there's something as well so so pure about them um 
that's something that I, I tried to get across, particularly in the in the beach um, chapter of this book. Uh, that is just has so much energy and fun. You kind of see dogs frolicking in the waves and just having a great time. And yeah, that that purity is something, uh, especially in the world at the moment, that that dogs offer. And yeah, having the simplicity in, in pretty chaotic times um, is a godsend. I agree. Well, one picture I think that really encapsulates this is in It's a Dog's Life. Yes, it is in that section. We've got two lovely young girls running through a beautiful meadow with all the lovely, you know, the yellow fields that you get in the summer. And just when was this shot taken? 2000 kind of almost feels like an older shot than that for me but it's just so simple yeah. and it, feel, it feels nostalgic doesn't it really does you know there isn't a smartphone in the image you know yeah. which I think is fantastic <laughs> and it's a Labrador just bringing joy running through the fields on a summer's day you know and and it is that being in the moment and the grounding as you you say that dogs bring to us that where would we be without it Johnny I know we need them, especially now. We do. We do. Oh, well, look, thank you for joining me today. And I just urge everyone to um, have a look at this book. And it's a perfect gift. It's just indulge yourself as a gift for yourself, I think, as it captures the essence of dogs, certainly from the 1950s through to today, Johnny. Yeah, even more. I think um, 80, 80 years or so. 80 years of Mm. dog ownership, you know, across the world in pictures by some of the greats. I mean, God, what could be better than that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Johnny, what I love about the book is that it's so accessible. Something that I wanted to get across was how fun the book was, but also, yeah, the accessibility. And so these are these are kind of photos that appeal to people who are diehard into photography, um, but just as much as someone who just appreciates pretty pictures or just someone who thinks dogs are cute so yeah I'm, I'm glad that we that we achieved uh, the accessibility and affordability as well it's it's a relatively cheap book for um for a kind of high spec um coffee table book yeah yeah and I love it and it's what I love about it is it's not too big you know because people well I know I live in quite a, a you know boutique apartment and so it's proportional to modern living Johnny yeah, completely. Completely. I absolutely love it. So where can people get it? Um, it is available in all good bookshops. Um, I'm sure it's, uh, it's kind of everywhere online as well. On Amazon, on Waterstones, uh, WH Smith, Thamesandhudson.com. Everywhere. So easy to get then. Hurrah. <laughs> and Johnny, well, listen, please stay in touch because I'd love to know about your next project about dogs. And um, keep me in the loop as well if you decide to do one about cats. Yes, I will do. So, Mr Binks, that's our show. What did you think? Yes, I know it was very interesting to talk about Marilyn Monroe and why really did, I think, like dogs more than people. What's that, Mr Binks? Yes, it is time for Woof of the Week. If pictures speak a thousand words, how interesting is it that you say so much, Mr Binks, without any words at all? Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts, as it really will help other dog lovers find us. Thanks, of course, to Johnny Clues. All his contact details are in the show notes. 
Thanks also to Mike Hansen, my amazing and very patient producer at Pod People UK, for all the music and production as ever. For more about me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. Why not check out my website, annaweb.co.uk? We'll be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you subscribe today for free so you'll never miss another show? And you can even check out some previous episodes. But bye for now. Bye.